What's goody how breath averse? I am teaching a clean comedy workshop on Zoom this Sunday afternoon. So if you've ever wondered where the line is in clean comedy, how to transform your dirty jokes to clean jokes without compromising your voice, and get live feedback on your material in the workshop, scroll to the bottom of the show notes, click the link, join the clean comedy workshop, or go to joelbyerscomedy.com slash clean comedy workshop. And I'll see you there. Last one sold out, so jump on it. Let's go. We're back, baby. Welcome back to Hot Breath Live, Hot Breath Verse. We were off last week, but we did post an amazing interview with comedian Rome Green, who built an online platform that got picked up by Comedy Central. So that's a really cool story there. Y'all can go check out. And more importantly, we are back with Hot Breath Live. Here to answer your questions, we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel. So go join that. And welcome back. Hot breath. Hot breath. We heard the sound effect. Hot breath. It's time. And it's a big time because Mr. Yoshi Show here, the co-host, is about to film his first comedy special. Yeah. So you're two days out. Two days out. We were off last week because um, you were actually on the road working out the set. So two yep. days out. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting because self-producing comedy special is something we've talked about on here a good bit. So what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What's what's going on here, Yoshi? Um, I am feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I know I still have like some nervous energy about it, uh, but a lot of nervous energy is kind of like going away um, as well. You should be nervous. I- you have to follow me. Yeah, you better be nervous. Yeah, I'll be there. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I will be there. It's going to be a great show. So anyone awesome. in and around the Atlanta area that can make the trip, yeah, please absolutely. do come out and support this amazing event. For sure. Um, uh, I, I just yeah, want to cut you off there. Energy, but I think the nervous energy is more about like what happens afterwards, not necessarily the day of the show. Um, just about putting it all together. Uh, I am like the logistics are all good uh i've got um you know the team my improv team is already like we're in a good space i've got a show tonight that i'm gonna run the set at as well so this will be the last time i run the set um before and then you know i think really because it's like kind of broken up into minutes uh i ran a set a little bit of it last night as well and because it's the show it's sort of broken up into like different sections because it's going to be stand up improv stand up improv stand up improv and so forth um i'm really like excited about what happens in between and so i think the most my favorite part about this is that i feel like the audience is about to get like a show that represents like my comedic take because i love improv so much that i want to incorporate improv into the show so uh outside of that like i think i'm in a good space i never get like too excited or too low i'm usually very like mild up until Mm -hmm. these points and so uh i think because that's where my head's at at the moment this is exactly where I should be. And this is exactly the kind of energy I need to go into it. Um, I'm still like, 
I've got to like stop myself from like adding tags, but at the nah. same time, still like, yo, if it happens, it happens. I'm recording two shows. So if I miss one on one, I can add it to the next. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm excited about that part and just feeling like loosey goosey on the show itself and just having like a fun time. So yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a good space. Um, excited for it to happen. I feel like this is like years in the making and mm -hmm. it's, you know, I think like once it's over, there'll be a nice little like pressure off of just getting it done. But at the same time, then it moves into, all right, now what do we do with this? And how do we like put this together to make sure that it's like the product that I want to put out to the world as well. So yeah, all those, I know that was a lot and that was probably like a lot of more emotional talk than actual stuff around. It's very relevant. No, no, no. All the kinds of things that I'm thinking about. And I mean, like just from a, so many people have helped out in this and like just so many like advice on like what to do and I've taken it all in and I'm super excited. Adam Mueller's advice on stuff has been mm -hmm. like super positive and just great things that I've taken and like highlighted. And every time I practice, I've taken those things in. So it's just been a good run of just like, all right, this is all the work that's needed to run this hour pretty much or run this 45 and now it's it's like showtime kind of so i'm kind of ready what all what all went into the preparation like did you do a walk through with uh joel uh yeah yeah, yeah. did a walk through been, with joel. yeah yeah with joel's joel another joel in atlanta who's yeah, does a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. production and he's yeah, recorded a lot video. of our podcasts and stuff as well yeah. he's gonna do studio. the video and the audio for the show so he's gonna be in charge of the video and the audio um, mm -hmm. and he, we, yeah, we did a walkthrough last week. Uh, he saw the space. He fi we figured out where we're going to put all the cameras. Um, we've got a little bit of set design that we've got to figure out, but that'll be like day of if we need to go get stuff. Um, oh, it's a easy. Big... I yeah. love that. You're like, oh, that'll be day of when nothing else is going on. That'll be really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you just so nonchalantly. Is, we're like, oh, that's day I'm of also stuff. Not any pressure to have like anything so it's right. like it doesn't if i have nothing it's okay if i have something also very okay like mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not one of those people that's like all right it's gotta look like this everything that i want for the special is already exactly where it is um so anything extra anything added will just be extra to it but how many cameras yet. Uh, I think we're doing a five or six camera setup. Whoa. So one on the side, one on both sides, looking uh -huh. one in the back, and then through two roaming, two coming from the back of the stage towards the audience, two angles coming from the back of the stage, and then one that's like overhead. Did you say a roaming? Yeah. So there's, so there's going to be, be a one he's roaming with, like a gimbal. Yeah. There's going to be a Roaming one, two from the back of the stage, three in front of the stage. Wow. Looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say one looking down? Yes. So that's probably, maybe that's seven. From the back or from the stage? From the, so the, the way that this theater is, there's like a sound booth up top. Right. Just have one that's just like going almost like a 
theater like nice. that just stays it's just like a just records but then nice yeah yeah so yeah probably like yeah i think either five six maybe even seven he just started talking cameras i was like i like it all <laughs> right 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 <laughs> another day yeah. of decision yeah that'll be good it's not even a decision i think it's just, i'm just kidding use it right um yeah but like i could care less how many cameras i just want the needed things to make it work and of so course. i'm gonna trust in him to be like oh yeah and when he saw the space he's like oh yeah we can make this happen this happen this happen um i think he's probably got like two or three guys uh three people helping him out they might not be wow. guys but two two or three people helping him out uh with the show itself um we're filming two shows we are yeah that's what jerry just yeah. asked in the yeah. comments one or two yeah uh one for the next show then we will do that and so yeah super excited about that yeah, yeah i was just so, trying to think what comics would be i can't comics always ask about like the techie stuff of producing a self-producing a special so i figured they'd like to hear yeah for sure yeah you don't know what you're doing um <laughs> no i'm just kidding no you're like five or six and then we'll set dress it the day of it's gonna be great yeah yep yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and here's the thing if you know me this is me like yeah and i we've trust done you the run, we've run, done the run-up to the show right he's been to the theater he's looked at everything and he's like yep this all makes sense um i'm actually working on he's bringing lights i'm bringing lights oh we, nice as well Very uh, cool. i'm uh bringing if if we get it uh a buddy of mine has a like a smoke machine so we might do like a light haze i saw that on um whose special was that adams dusty slay special and Adam's oh. special light haze and i really really liked it oh. i was like oh, let's see if we can like do that interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what are you um what are you going for with this? What do you kind of, I don't know. I mean, having the, I, cause I'm sure comics listen to this and are like, I want to do my own special. I mean, I just talked to a comic in, from San Francisco, like last week. And she was asking me a bunch of questions about producing her own special and got a lot of helpful hints from listening to Adam's special as uh, interview yeah, yeah. on here as well. So, I mean, I'm just thinking about them and the idea to have a special and now you're actually doing it. So I just want to, this is a moment in, this is a big milestone of your career. And this is a yes. big moment. And even you posting the video of you doing the grad set from my class nine yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I saw that and my heart fluttered and I was like, oh my God. I, I didn't yeah. even think about it in that context. So this is like a yeah. big deal. So I just, I want to make sure that it's celebrated enough and that For sure. people understand what goes into Oh, oh, pseudo special. All right. Well, here's here's the reality of it type deal, you know? Yeah. 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 I think the thing that I was most concerned about from a the biggest thing I was concerned about is like just picking like the right person to shoot. Mm -hmm. And like I did like I talked to like three or four people, proposals, check them out, research them. And when I picked the person, a la Joel. I was like, does this person understand my comedy and do they understand improv and do they understand me putting that vision together? And he was the best person that truly understood that. He's got sketch background, improv background, 
I've seen him do sketches and uh, videos. He does like, and he's just amazing from a video perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing for me was like, pick the right partner who I know understands my vision of what I'm trying to do. And really what I'm going for from this special is to just be playful. I'm a playful person. I like to have fun on stage. Now I'm not like a crowd work kind of person. I just like to have a good time. And I just wanna make sure that my personality shows up on stage, which is the reason I wanted to incorporate improv into it. Because I started doing improv first, literally started doing improv first at a theater. I saw two comedians freaking crush an open mic. And I was like, I wanna do that. That makes a lot of sense. After being like a comedy fan for years, but I saw Rob Hayes and Clayton English just murder an open mic, murder an open mic. And I started writing like that night. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's, let's just start this journey. And then I found your class and I was like, all right, I like structure. I don't know much about this, but I know when I'm like in a classroom, I will follow all the steps because I like to be a good student, you know. I'm a I'm 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 an immigrant child, so I was like, I need to get an A in this class. Right, 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 so, right. right. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. I was like, okay, I like structure. Let's do a class. Let's figure it out. And then, you know, I think the good thing that you encouraged was like to do open mics before that graduation class. And I think I, I think it was like an eight week class, and I think I did maybe like fifteen open mics before that. Uh, before the graduation show so like i already was like oh i've already ran this through my head and then on the day of same nervous energy but i think my nervous energy really goes away as soon as i get on stage as soon as i like walk on and have fun go getting on stage then like it's like a release i'm like oh now we are here so i mean even from that show right I saw you, I was like, I didn't even give Joe a high five. I went back, mm-hmm. gave you a high five, mm-hmm. came back with more energy. I was like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that is the that and that's never stopped. Like that's how like I like to perform. I like to perform with like a lot of energy on stage. I'm not like loud or anything, but like I like to have fun when I'm performing. Yeah, and you taking it a different approach of the format. I think that's something like in the one I self-produced and also my dry bar, I was very almost robotic of like, this is how you do a comedy special. And I, (laughs) and the next one, I definitely want to think in a more just creative way beyond, Oh, this is what I do. This is how you act as a comedian doing a special. And I think there's so many specials out there now that it's almost like comedians have the, freedom to start over in a sense of you can rewrite the narrative. Now the comedy special format has been done at every level from, you know, the eighties and nineties when it was HBO to comedy central to now YouTube and what people are doing. It's now almost a blank slate again for comedians to make it whatever they want. And you playing with the format is, is very inspiring for I think comedians to see that, oh, it doesn't have to be this one thing. It can be literally whatever I want it to be. Your whole goal is to give an accurate representation of your comedy stylings, whether that's stand-up or improv. And sketch, are you still planning at some point incorporating sketch? No, I'm going to cut the sketch out if we do it later, and then we can add it 
at a Oh, and like time. the final product though is what. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you but just want now, to be a fun I mean, I, yeah, I just, from a timing perspective, I couldn't of record course. it beforehand. Um, yeah, yeah. I was assuming it was after. I just think yeah. you're thinking beyond a comedian on stage standing and talking is how a comedy special is supposed to be. You're throwing that out the yeah, window, which I think, I think is was, very inspiring. That was the thing for me is like, I like comedians standing on stage and just like delivering jokes, but I also like a little bit of dynamics in a show. Like I like different kinds of laughter. I like different kinds of comedy. And so I wanted to incorporate improv because improv is kind of just where I started. And I was like, no, I, I would love to see an interpretation of what <laughs> this comedy is from an improv perspective. And I grew up with this improv team. I co-founded it. And we, you know, we've been doing it for years. We travel across the country. We've traveled internationally. And so I just trust these guys that they're going to take whatever is said, use the audience to get suggestions and then do improv that is really going to be like funny and conducive and add to the show. And the best part about it is they haven't heard my like entire set. So whatever you see from an improv perspective, you've never seen before. So just having mm -hmm. that ability to watch something that's so different. Yes. You know, if you see me, you probably heard some of the jokes because this is like, you know, the culmination of as earthquake would say all the a material right. sort of mushed into a special, uh, but you've never seen the improv before. So that makes it even a bit more exciting to see, right? So that that was a culmination of it. It was just like, all right, let's just do something different. My mind likes both things. I love seeing improv, uh, especially good improv. And I believe that this team and my group are just, we're amazing improvisers. I don't think mm -hmm. we've ever had a bad show. We might have had a slow show, but never a bad show. So just the trust that I have in them <laughs> is just like super high. Yeah, the, any anything can be edited out. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, right? And that's the thing. It's like before it was four shows that I was going to be able to do, but because the other show fell through, we're doing two shows, but it doesn't add more pressure. It's like, oh, we're just going to make this happen regardless. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it all worked out. That was the goal. Is, yeah. um, Manoa asked how much it cost. Do you feel comfortable sharing anything like that? Uh, I don't feel comfortable because the, the discount that I got from Joel was like a homies discount. And I don't right. know if he wants to be doing that from a business perspective. So I'm going to not do that just so he, you know, and he gave me a, a discount because this is the first one that him and his company is doing. Mm -hmm. So I want to try to, you know preserve that relationship as much as possible but i can tell you that it's less than four thousand dollars how about that that is a great ballpark though i mean that's yeah. good for people to know i think mm -hmm. uh mine adam mentioned his was about six his first then, one right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right and then the next one was is even more but there's more um bells and whistles and yeah, 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 he has yeah. more. He has a way a different setup for his second one sure. that you and I were privy to see early. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then I also, like, we are like the people that are helping us. At least for me, um, we've had a like you know I know Joel and I know like his work, and so just having that relationship was also helpful. You know for I mean? sure, same. Yeah. You know, mine was by a, a fan of the podcast. 
as well. Yeah. yeah. So Isaac Stackhouse. So um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it all just you want your whole process to be as organic as possible, and it is a collaborative effort. It's it's technically like your special, but all the moving parts you want to be in synchronicity and really synchronized if you will and really want there to be an organic collaboration between everyone you're working with because regardless of you it's you on stage your material and all that but everyone involved even if they're not on camera their stylistic choices their their fingerprint is still going to be on this you want to make sure that you're working with people that you trust and that do yeah. share a collective vision and understanding of what you're trying to achieve with this. Big facts. And uh, Candy Comedy Australia asked how much preparation is involved. Weeks, months? I'd probably say this is months for me. But the, I would say the material has always kind of been there. But I would, in the last several two to three months, I've refined it to be like super tight with a specific kind of order that I wanted to put out on the special itself. So, you know, I've done 45s in an hour before, and a lot of that has an order to it, but this is very specific to this special um, versus like when I'm running an hour or running a 45, like in town or out of town, it's mostly just like, all right, here's where I want to start. Here's what I want to finish. But everything in between, I kind of know and can play with. But for this, I know the beginning, the middle, the end, like all of it is like very ordered and structured. Whereas like when I'm doing 45s, it's like, okay, I know where I want to start. I know how I want to finish. And I'll just play in the middle based on how the crowd reacts to my material. But that's just me. Not everyone does that. That's just how I run longer sets. I don't mind not knowing what I'm doing in the middle, like order by order. Yeah, mine was months as well. I mean, I came up with the idea at the beginning of the year to do an album, and then maybe a few months later, Isaac heard me talk about it and said he could help make it a special. Mm. And then we filmed it that fall, I guess. I mean, maybe six months. Because yeah. there's a lot of moving parts, you know, the finding the venue, finding the team, the production team, you know, going to the venue and yeah. blocking everything out and figuring out how you want to shoot it. And like, it, it takes, it takes a while. For uh, sure. I guess, well, yeah. I guess six months isn't really that long when you think in the grand yeah. scheme. Um, yeah. yeah. I'd probably say from a timing perspective, I probably, from the decision and getting a date down was probably like four months. Like we got a date four months out mm -hmm. and from that point on, everything sort of started. And I'd probably say the material was finalized two months prior, two months after that. The people who I wanted to choose um, six weeks or so, and then everything else has so, sort of fallen into place. But like that was, you know, after I decided on the date, after the date was decided, I was like, okay, yep. let me get my material tight. And I took two months to like get it tight of like, all right, this is an order. This is where we're going. This is a section. This is how we're going to, you know, make it happen. All those things were done within two months. And that 
having that date on the calendar is really where it all starts. That's when you oh. plant the flag, even for people who ask about how do I get on stage for the first time? It really setting a date and saying on this date at this show, I am performing and you can go to open mics in between then and that date and feel it out and ease into it. But once you set that date, it becomes official and you start to then build out the rest of the plan around it. But really setting a date, finding a time and place and putting on the calendar, that's the ultimate accountability. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jerry mentioned uh, that he liked the improv group before. I just want to clarify, the improv group is actually going to be doing improv in between my sets. So the set, my entire set list is broken out into about 10 to 12 minute sections. And the improv troupe is going to do improv in between each of those sections. So runtime is probably anywhere from like 45 to 50 minutes worth of material and then improv in between that. So the whole show is uh, five to six minutes of improv in between that. So the whole show will probably run around an hour 15. Mm -hmm. And our goal is, is to obviously cut the good stuff and make sure that it makes it into the final stuff. But we have an hour 15 worth of material to play with. And Bobby mentioned her running a show where they do improv and comedians performing together to where like they'll, I think a comedian will perform and then like they'll do a improv based on the stand up, which is a fun format. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great format. Yeah. We, I ran that back in when I started comedy, like right at the beginning, I had a, we had a show at the relapse theater every single Tuesday. And that's mm -hmm. the exact format that we did. We literally had open micers would come up bucket spots. They do five, minutes and we had like three or four comedians and then we would combine all their sets into like a long form like 20 25 minute set super fun do you know what you even want to do with it yet like i remember we talked to adam and he's like maybe youtube maybe something else are you thinking yeah my goal is to shop it for like a couple of months and then if not uh put it out on a free platform just to put it out. But mm -hmm. the goal is to shop it around um, first. Uh, I've made some connects with people at festivals and I'd love to send it to people who I know represent like, you know, comedy places that like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, they do specials and stuff like that. So I'd love to do that, uh, shop it first, see if somebody would like to partner with me to put it out. And then if not, yeah, put it out to the world. But either way, it's going out to the world. Just not sure if it'll be partner with somebody or just release it solo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, you know, YouTube is the obvious choice. Yeah. But what, what else is there? How can comedians innovate and think... I mean, you know, my special I still saw on my website. I was thinking even back then, okay, everyone's, well, I don't even know if YouTube specials were that popular. I did it in really. 2020. There was a lot of YouTube specials back then. So there weren't that many. So I really could have put it out and caught the wave and been out of here. Uh, but that's cool. <laughs> ah, that's fine. 
I think there I was, was thinking repurpose specials, right? Like where people would put old people specials on, but new people or like new comedians or just like established comedians were not putting out specials on YouTube. I want to say that's like a four to five year uh, thing that hasn't been like a trend. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I saw it on my website and I'm still happy I did that. Yeah. It's, it's there for people to buy and I still will get, well, my whole goal was just to make my money back on it, which I've done yeah. and then some now. And I like that yeah. it's on the website. It's kind of, it's like a piece of merch. Mm -hmm. People, I'll get random purchases here and there where people just find it and enjoy it or fans of the podcast yeah. and want to show love. So I, and I think I, the I, thing I really like about your special is you're still like kicking out clips from that thing and like it's still mm -hmm. relevant and still has like stuff that you can use for today from a marketing perspective. And you shot that years ago. So like just mm -hmm. having that quality and being able, you know, I think probably back then you're like, oh, I can't, no one was thinking click clippable stuff back then. But now that clippable is kind of a thing, you can go back to that old content and just clip it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I love that that's like a possible thing now. So that's the thing I'm going to do, obviously, as well, is once I shoot this, I'm going to clip it up as much as possible um, and, you know, release it uh, and see what happens. Yeah, like Des Bishop, who just put out a special on, I don't know if you know him, he's a New York yeah. comedian. He speaks Chinese, super funny, very fast-paced energy. I saw him at the punchline. Like, right before he released his, he released, like, a bunch of clips from it. Mm -hmm. So and the clips went like super viral and then he released it and it got a huge response so it was just like well, that's a interesting fun, release like, clips yeah. leading up to it instead of releasing yeah. it and then clips release clips yeah. leading up to it to build momentum to the release exactly yeah and he oh, did that with the special. yeah such a, i mean and that's that's what i love about like just comedians like we're just like oh let's figure out a different way to do this exactly <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and it works. You know I mean? And that's like, a big part of the production side is, okay, this needs to be clippable. So it needs to be visually appealing. It needs to yep. be eye-catching to people. So like you're talking about set decoration, that plays a big part into it now. Of Not only what will the special be, how will it look and feel? Because yeah. most people are at least going to discover it flicking through social media on the toilet so how yes. <laughs> how can you make them stop and really engage with it beyond just the material but aesthetically is a big part of it now absolutely yeah yeah aesthetics matter for sure just because there's so many clippable things right you're just not seeing the same kind of activity that is bad quality get as many hits as they used to back right kind of we started now it's like oh it's a HD, it's high quality. The audio is superb. Mm -hmm. Like you hear the people, you hear the audience, like you hear the interaction, like, and the fact that people are making it, you know, have the captions on obviously is also a game changer. So yeah, I think all those things are important for it. Yeah. And JJ asked in the live chat, why is that a trend? Well, the YouTube is a trend mainly 
Andrew Schultz really started the whole social media game for comedians in major ways. He wasn't the first, but he was the one that really popularized the whole release a special, clip it up, put it out there type vibe. And it's just a great way for comedians to build a fan base on a free platform. Yeah. And from a technology perspective, it's a trend because the algorithm kind of rewards that because it's more content for the algorithm, more content for that platform. So if you're on Instagram and you follow Instagram, I mean, somebody on Instagram and it's like, oh, if they see that you like comedy, now they can feed you a whole lot more comedy from a whole wide audience of people with your type of comedy or, you know, just comedy in general. And so you're kind of feeding the algorithm and the algorithm is feeding it back to you, which is how crowd work became a thing because Mm -hmm. people were really engaging with crowd work. And when the algorithm saw that, it rewarded crowd work material more than anything. And then you have people like, you know, uh, Matt Reif and Taylor Tomlinson who would only put up the crowd work so people can come see them but they wouldn't burn their material on the crowd work clips. They would just use the crowd work stuff. Which just Schultz to, did as well, yeah. Schultz did as well, right? Just to get people like, oh, he's really funny with this crowd work. I'll go see him. And then they have their material that they do at the actual, when you saw them. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah they hopefully. have the material. Some of these yes. young guns. But it's a different, yeah. It, it's a different game. It's the Wild West. I don't. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm excited that it is the way it is now. I think I was a bit hesitant and bitter for a little while of, Oh, you gotta develop and you gotta, you know, put in your 10 years. That is not the case. And if you want to think that way, then you're just going to get left behind. So you can do that. That is a way to do it. However, I've, you know, I posted polls in our Facebook group and social media and the vast majority of the feedback is when you think you're ready, do it. Don't feel like you have to wait for a certain thing just because that's what you're supposed to do. Ain't no blueprint, ain't no format. Everyone Mm -hmm. has got success their own way in a different kind of way. Most people, the way that they plan it is not the way that they actually get it. Most people are just like, all right, we'll just see if this works. And it's never the clip that you think you're going to work. It's going to mm-hmm. work. It's never the thing that you think is going to. it's going to be. It's always something else. And sometimes, as they say, the market will decide what they like. And that's usually what it is. So, yeah, there's no, there's no blueprint. Just do it in your own way, your own style, with your own flavor on it. And, you know, put it out to the world. I think that's something I've really noticed as I've started posting more consistently is for a long time and people that listen to this consistently, we love you and appreciate you. And you have probably heard me complaining about posting or sharing doubt or hesitation or just all of these self-inflicted obstacles. I have learned from very recently when uh, Hot Breather Zahan posted in the Facebook group saying he's going to start taking our advice for 60 <laughs> days and see what happens. And, you know, he's yeah. been posting and he sold out a show up in Canada as well, following our advice. But how he posted it was 
I'm going to start doing the things that Joel says to do and doesn't do most of the time. <laughs> and that really stuck with me of like, oh, I should be. And this is something you reminded me of earlier this year of, you know, don't forget to be a comedian. Yeah, dude. I, I got really okay. hung up on hot breath yeah. and it's got to yeah. be this thing. And then I realized at the end of last year, oh, it is the thing. It it, it already is a thing. It's, it's, it's comedy, it's baby. I know. It, yeah. but you know, I like I said, with the comedy special, I was very serious. And this is how yeah. so then with this with this show and podcast, yeah. I was just like, well, it's got to be a thing. And we got to keep chasing the next big guest. And then it's like, oh, no, no, we don't. It actually already is amazing, and it is what it is, and yeah. that's it's great. And I need to not great. let this show be an excuse to not continuing to develop as a comedian and to pursue my own comedy career. And I got sidetracked on that, which feels like a few years, to be honest. <laughs> and not until very recently, I, was, I kind of almost got out of the yeah. matrix and was like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. It, I'm here it, too it, now. <laughs> and I think I think you know, I don't know if this phrase is popular, but I think sometimes you just get lost in the sauce. You just get lost in like watching everything else because we're such comedy nerds. Yeah. We're watching everything about comedy. We're watching how people are moving, we're watching all the clips, we're watching all the stuff that's happening and it's all input and it's affecting the way we then think about comedy. And I think one of the reasons we, I mean, it, we do it because we're fans and we're constantly like improving and learning, right? Here's the thing, even though like you were in that space around hot breath, you didn't stop writing. You still wrote like, that's you true. Still like didn't feel you as were creative and I know, but you didn't stop doing the, that's true that thing, right? Like that's true. Now you didn't you may not have like put it out there but you were here's here's what i know about you you're not going to stop writing jokes you know what i'm saying cuz right. at the core of it that's what we are we're joke mm -hmm. writers you know what i'm saying we're joke writers and we're joke tellers you i mean you probably didn't go to all the open mics and do it as like grindy as you used to right but you had a nice little poop joke in there every once in a while that new <laughs> Right? That's like brand new. You're like, all right, no one's seen this take on the poop <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? Like, we still write, dude. We still write. And I think that's the thing that I think we sometimes forget is like, at the core of it, we're still comedians. We right. still strive to be funny. We still strive right. to make a crowd laugh. And ambitious. Think, we still have ambitious and, goals and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and I think sometimes, like, that's, you know, I think when I was thinking about it and I had on my vision board to do a special last year, right? But I had no, like, there was nothing pushing me to do it, right? And then I think part very similar to our conversations that we had early on in the year where we were sort of, you know, me and Joel did a vision board, by the way, which I think is a very important thing to do. We did like a vision board for a hot breath. Mm -hmm. And I try to do a vision board every single year. And when we were doing our vision board, we were just like, all right. Let's not forget to be comedians. Like, right. Let's not forget that this is kind of like, this is the job. The job is to be funny. The job is mm. to write. The job is to perform. And the community will take care of itself as long as we still do the thing that we never forgot, which is be funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? 
and yes, offer advice and offer solutions and talk about our journey because I think that's what people are also into. It's like, yeah, we don't get it right all the time, but we're doing it, we're trying it, we're figuring out some things about ourselves along this entire process. And yeah, I wanted to do a special last year. It didn't happen. I put the date down end of last year and I was like, all right, we are now doing it. And now we're doing it, right? Two days away. It's nothing's gonna stop it. You know what I'm saying? So like we're it's we're here and we're we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be freaking awesome. I'm super excited about it. I've got my friends on the show, Joe's on the show, mm-hmm. got other friends on the show, like, and it's gonna just be a good time and not forgetting that, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the people and it's about the laughter and it's about the jokes. It's always about the jokes, man. That's the, the end. Joke. Not being afraid to try. What I, I think what I've learned mm-hmm. is being creative is very vulnerable. And mm-hmm. it you can find any excuse to not either follow through on an idea or to have an idea, do it, and then not share it, which I've yep. gotten good at doing all those things. And like Bobby said, <laughs> that's why we go to therapy to self epiphanies we hide from ourselves, but being vulnerable was a big thing I have set as something I'm, I fear and that I've, Mm -hmm. I found a big part of that in me, not posting more and sharing more was the fear of being vulnerable. So really working through that has helped me realize that yes, it can be scary and uncomfortable and unknown and that's okay and do it anyway. So anyone feeling that, that uh, friction or that inertia around creativity or really putting themselves out there more, whether that is creating and posting or even just going and getting on stage, that just know that the more you do it, the easier it'll get. And it's not as scary. In our heads, it's way scarier than the reality, for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So starting is the hardest part. Thing. It's a very normal thing. One thing that uh, my life coach of a wife will tell me is that anxiety and nervousness uh, are an okay thing to have. You just can't let them drive. Mm-hmm. They just can't control you. They can be in the car with you, but don't let it control you. Don't let it drive. Don't let nervousness or anxiousness be the thing that pushes you or else you won't do anything. You're just gonna be sitting there with anxiousness, but it can be in the car with you. It's just gonna have to go along for the ride. And this is the ride, right? Like we're shooting the special. We're going to make it happen. This is part of the journey. And here's the thing. It's also about what happens afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm excited about February 23rd. Like how's that feeling going to be? You know what I mean? And then what's the next thing that I'm going to shoot for as well, right? Mm-hmm. And like setting those goals and setting those expectations. Because it's just the first, but it's like, all right, now what? And I'm excited about that as well. Me too. Oh, that was a good, good way to end. And Cinema Quirk <laughs> said he just, his comedy club just offered him his first audition after a year into comedy. Let's go. Congratulations, yeah. fam. Yeah. And we say all that to say that you're not alone in these struggles either. That's why we have the Hot Breath Verse. That's why we have our Facebook group you can go join where there's thousands of comedians around the world sharing advice and yeah. posting and getting feedback and stuff. So it's, yeah, you're, you're not alone in these struggles and it actually was the hot breath of that really helped me to get out of my rut as well. So 
I'm grateful for that. And I hope it helps other people do the same because the world deserves to hear your unique taste of comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, and as we're shooting the special also, uh, can I make another announcement is next Wednesday, the Wednesday after that on the 28th, Mm -hmm. 28th, we are doing a show. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the city? Canton, Georgia at freedom brewery, freedom brewery. Yeah. We doing a hot breath live feedback show. That's right. Uh, I'd want to say, how do we term it? A positive kill Tony. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. It's, yeah, that's what we're. That's that's the the working title. Yeah, it's a hot breath, positivity infused uh, feedback show. Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 just we're jumping out of the plane and we'll build a parachute as we go. But it's yeah. an idea we're gonna take a swing at. Absolutely. Yeah. Super excited about that. Yeah. Me too. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens with it. No expectations beyond having fun and putting some shine on some comedians. So absolutely, absolutely. And we'll keep sharing y'all updates on that and how that goes. So we'll see what happens there. That's very exciting, though. Yay! Yay! So with that being said, I think it's time we land the plane. Thank you all for hanging out. We do this every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel. So hopefully you can join us next week. Go join our Facebook group. Go join our Patreon, too, if you like all the free content you get. Go join that. And we'll see you all next week. Boom, bow, bye. What's goody how breath averse? I am teaching a clean comedy workshop on Zoom this Sunday afternoon. So if you've ever wondered where the line is in clean comedy, how to transform your dirty jokes to clean jokes without compromising your voice, and get live feedback on your material in the workshop, scroll to the bottom of the show notes, click the link, join the clean comedy workshop, or go to joelbyerscomedy.com slash clean comedy workshop. And I'll see you there. Last one sold out, so jump on it.